Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four, and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. I want to thank all the new listeners for trying out a new podcast, and for those that have been listening for a while, thank you. I want to talk a little bit today about taking stock mid-semester. So we're about midway, a little bit past midway, depending on when you started. Everybody starts a little bit different, and that's great. And I know that in the last week or so, I've kind of been taking stock at what's been going on, not only in our education, but also just in life in general. And I'll kind of start out with in li- with life in general. It's just past Halloween, which is one of our very favorite uh, holidays and celebrations around our house. So we sadly put away all of the decorations. And of course, when that happens, I feel like, wow, we have a lot of stuff. <laughs> and as I'm cleaning and I'm putting things away and kind of putting things right, we kind of get overwhelmed sometimes with the things in our space. So I did a major book purge. I have tons of books. It, it's my hobby. It's my love. It's I've always loved books since I was very young. I was one of those kids that constantly begged her mom to order tons of books off that scholastic book order that we would bring home from school. So we have lots of books in our house. We have a whole wall of bookshelves that are full, as well as every child has a bookshelf in their room as well. I'm looking at the books, and I've been homeschooling now for 14 years, and we have collected a lot of books. We have our own library because at different points in time when we homeschooled, we may not have had access to a lot of resources for whatever reason. And we've just collected a lot of different books from academic to personal to fun to hobby, whatever. I decided I really needed to go through and purge some books. So one of the things that I did was I started going through and first I just picked out a lot of things that we weren't using anymore. Things that may have been popular five or 10 years ago, but not so popular anymore, and other things had taken its place. I filled up a box right off the bat. Then I went and found books that I asked the kids, is this something you're interested in? Is this something you want me to keep? Yes or no? Boom, another box filled up just like that. Another box was that curriculum that you think sounds really good because you read about it on a web forum or a Facebook group and you had to have it and you bought it and you used it for a few weeks or maybe even part of the year. And it sat on the shelf for the last however many years, unfinished or barely began. So another box filled up. I ended up with, I don't even know, over a hundred books, I'm sure. It, it was about four boxes full. And, and these were big boxes, four boxes full of books. I decided it was not worth my time to try to sell these. There was a couple that might have, you know, been worth some money, but overall, most of them, not so much. So I took them to our homeschool campus that we attend classes uh, at twice a week. I took them, wrote free all over the boxes. It was fabulous. There were moms going through these books that were thrilled. They were grateful. They were excited. 
There was kids going through the books. Ironically enough, I walked by at one point, my own daughter was there looking at a book. And I said, what are you doing <laughs> to put that back? Nothing goes back home with us. And she said, I don't remember this book. But at any rate, it was a very freeing experience getting rid of all those books. And for the first time in a long time, I had gotten two empty shelves on my bookshelves, which I can't even tell you when I've had an empty bookshelf. Like a lot of you, I had books too deep on a lot of shelves. I got rid of most of those too deep uh, shelves. So most of them are just one deep now. So it was a great freeing experience. And I have to tell you, I have a lot more to go. Actually, I had my kids go through their own bookshelves in their own room, which I had not done previously. And they brought down a lot of books, which was really hard because my youngest one brought a lot of those preschool books that had been on her bookshelves all this time. And that was really hard for me because I love those books, but we really don't read them anymore. Things like, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie or if you give a pig a pancake or Ruby in her own time or um, Frances and the tea party, you know, just all kinds of kind of classic children's preschool toddler age picture books that really as much as I love them they're not getting used I want to pass them on to other kids that can use them and benefit and enjoy them so I have another box started another tote and it will be filled I'm sure by the end of the next day or two and that will go back to the homeschool campus to get rid of as well so that was a really nice kind of mid uh, semester cleansing for me, I guess you could say, kind of rejuvenated me a little bit with kind of just getting rid of a lot of old stuff, as well as, you know, that obviously led to getting rid of other stuff. So we filled up a garbage bag full of clothing and um, got rid of some things that nobody wanted or didn't fit, etc. And that was also great. So I ended up taking my whole van full at the very back full of stuff to the local um, resale shop. So that was great. So that kind of led to looking at some of the stuff that we were currently working on in our, in our, our school world. For the most part, the enrichment kinds of things that we've been doing with like science or uh, reading about things that are for fun, like graphic novels and things like that, that is all working really great. And my youngest one's really happy with what she's working on and some of the enrichment classes she's taking. And my 14-year-old son, he's, I talked to him and he's pretty happy where things are. And my oldest one, the same thing. So I was, I was pretty pleased to see overall that we were kind of on the right track and everybody was kind of still kind of feeling, feeling the love for what we had been working on. But I did realize that my youngest one, who is nine, she is still struggling a lot with reading and writing. And this isn't anything new. This is something I've known about for a long time. But I think with homeschoolers, we are definitely on our own timeline, which is wonderful. But we also tend to sometimes discount some of the perhaps slow learning curve of our kids and maybe we shouldn't. And I know that this is different for every person. Some kids have some legit learning disabilities and some kids are just slower. I totally get that because I've had that with my own children. 
But with my daughter, I feel like she has the interest. It's not that she's not interested or that she's not really developmentally ready. She has the interest. She wants to read more and she wants to write more. And she's really hitting a wall. We've done kind of the same things over and over the last year and a half or so, thinking that that would help her get to where she needed to be. And I'm not talking about an arbitrary, oh, she's nine years old or she's fourth grade, so she should be doing X amount of work. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about for the interest that she has and the work that we have done, she should be reading much better than I think she is, and she should be writing much better than she is. So I really had this kind of epiphany that I need to get her assessed. I need to really look and see what's going on with her. And perhaps she is just slow. Because honestly, I had two other kids that weren't reading very fluently until they were nine, almost 10. And so I acknowledge that some kids really do go at a slower rate. And both of those other two kids that I brought up, they, once they kind of hit that milestone of readiness, they were reading just fine and they didn't have any disabilities or, or any issues. But this feels different to me. And I think moms and parents need to kind of trust their gut when they're looking at the big picture of their child and what's going on. And sometimes you just feel that something's not quite right. That's where I'm at. And I kind of feel that there's something specific with the reading and the writing because she can comprehend fine. I can read her stories or I can read her passages and I can ask her comprehension questions and she can, she can comprehend the passages perfectly fine. She's kind of quote, at grade level, whatever that might mean to other people, but she's where she should be um, for the work that we've done and her age for math. So that's not a concern, but she's definitely has some processing issues. And I really am going to focus on that now for the next uh, month or so to kind of see exactly what assessment I should do, where I should get that done, what that might look like for, for us. I feel like it's good for people to kind of take stock mid-semester or kind of just mid-stride and kind of see how things are going. And honestly, if I hadn't really slowed down and really thought hard about this, we probably just would have carried on as usual because she's really enjoying the classes that she's taking. She's doing well. She's, you know, she's having fun with it. She's learning. She loves science. And so she does an overload of science. And that's usually via either me reading books to her or her kind of looking through picture books and watching a lot of uh, mystery science and watching a lot of PBS series or other Amazon kinds of nature programs, Krat Brothers, all those kinds of things. She just loves science. If I hadn't really stopped to kind of take stock of the big picture and where things were with her, I might have let this go even a little bit longer. And I think I would have probably regretted that later, like thinking I probably should have caught this earlier. So that's kind of where we are with, with taking stock of things. The other thing that we are taking stock of, and this will be a huge shakeup for us, is that my husband is going to be working from home. 
Now, some people might think, wow, this is great. And for me, it puts fear into my heart. Like this is going to be a challenge for us because as you all know, a homeschool home is loud. It's busy. It's kind of crazy. And I have four children that are all still home. Even though two of those are older and they're teenagers, there's still a lot of activity. There's a lot of in and out. There's a lot of there's a lot of shouting up the stairs. Come on, let's go. Hurry up. We're late. Those kinds of things are constant. And for my husband to be working at home, and he works um, for a company that uh, he works a lot with the government, therefore he's on some pretty serious phone calls and cannot really be disturbed. We are challenged to see how this is going to work well for us. I'm a little worried about that. And so we've kind of been looking at our space, trying to decide where this would work best, deciding that honestly in our home probably is not going to work. So he's making himself a man shed um, in our backyard and he's going to custom make it over the holiday. Thankfully, he is handy and he did help build our first house. So he knows what he's doing for the most part. He's going to make that into his home office, which in theory sounds great, but still worries me because again, it's still going to be in our realm of daily activity. And so I still worry not only about you know, disturbances with his work and him being able to concentrate and that kind of thing. But also, I will be perfectly honest, kind of his, um, I'm not sure if judgment is the right word, but his, his view of what we do all day. Because I've been doing this for like 14 years and I'm home during the day with the kids and he's gone and he's at work. And obviously we share what goes on during the day, but we have a very, you know, fluid, organic, interesting way that we do things. It is certainly not very linear and it's certainly not very organized in terms of what he does at work. And I anticipate some transitional issues as he um, is home next in January in how he views our homeschool day. I anticipate that he's going to expect it or want it to be a little more organized or maybe scheduled than it is. So it should be interesting to see how that plays out. And I know a lot of you moms are snickering right now, like picturing how this will work because we are a very um, relaxed, you know, homeschool family. We're very eclectic. We do a little bit of everything. Some days, yeah, we sit down and we actually do quote book work and are sitting at the table and doing that that kind of thing. And other days we're, you know, doing experiments and hiking and roller skating in the street and going to classes and coming home and grabbing a snack and going back out. It's kind of all over the place depending on what's going on at that particular week or that particular time of year. That's kind of what I am seeing happening over the next half of the the year. It's been good for me to kind of just take stock of all of that to kind of get a feel for what to expect, what perhaps we need to make sure that we're covering before the end of the year, because we do usually take three, three weeks off at Christmas time. We, we celebrate a variety of things at, at the holidays. We celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the winter solstice, we celebrate the new year. We, we do a lot of different things that are fun, family-oriented, and 
I, we really like to take a lot of time to go do things together. This year, of course, that will include building a shed, so that'll be educational in itself. But it'll be fun to be able to take that time off and also re, kind of regroup and remotivate for the new year. So I would encourage others to kind of maybe take a break and kind of take stock of what's going on. It's always a busy time with the holidays, with Thanksgiving coming up and then the winter holidays coming up at the end of the year. It's something just to kind of take stock of what's going on, what maybe you want to still accomplish before the end of the year that is really important, and maybe other things that you can maybe let go of a little bit and put off until next year, or maybe expect that you'll make some progress on it, but maybe not finish it. So that's what I'm encouraging you to do, is just kind of think about the rest of the year, take a little bit of time, don't stress out about it, don't beat yourself up, don't beat yourself up if you're not going to accomplish everything you wanted to, but just kind of take stock and see what's what. And if you've already done this for yourself, good for you. And maybe just take a few hours, one evening or one weekend, very soon, to take some time for yourself. Because as we know, it's sometimes hard when we aren't leaving for a, quote, regular job and getting some time away from our kids. Sometimes it's good for us to have a mom's night out or just to get away and take a little bit of time to just regroup, remotivate. And take a deep breath. I hope you'll have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Check me out on Instagram at Latte Books to Read, where I post books that we love and things that we're doing in our homeschool life. You can also find me on my website at learningoutsidethelines.com or on Facebook. So until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines. <laughs>